Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Matthew, and we are in chapter 22. This chapter begins with the parable of the wedding banquet, which can also be found in the Gospel of Luke. It says, Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their cities. Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those uninvited did not deserve to come. Go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. Friend, he asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. And remember, this is Jesus speaking about those who have been invited into the kingdom of heaven, and whether or not they chose to listen. Now moving on to the next section of this chapter, it's entitled Paying Taxes to Caesar. It can also be found in the Gospel of Mark and Luke. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then what your opinion is. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose portrait is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, so they left him. And went away. The next part of the chapter is entitled Marriage at the Resurrection, also to be found in the Gospel of Mark and Luke. That same day, the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and have children for him. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died. And since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and the third brother, right on down to the seventh. Finally, the woman died. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be? Since all of them were married to her. 
Jesus replied, You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Now the next section is entitled, The Greatest Commandment, also found in the Gospel of Mark. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together, one of them an expert in the law. Now remember, the Pharisees were nationalists, so they're opposed to Roman rule. So the one that was the expert in the law tested him with this question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Whose son is the Christ is the next part of the chapter. can be found in the Gospel of Mark and Luke. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. That's from Psalm 110. Jesus is quoting David. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply. And from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Now, chapter 23 is basically the words of Jesus. So obviously, like I've said many times before, myself or anyone else cannot add to the words of Jesus written and read. So I will just be reading you this chapter. It begins with the seven woes. It can be found in the Gospel of Mark and the Gospel of Luke. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, so you must obey them and do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy loads and put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for men to see. They make their phylacteries wide and their tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honor at the banquet and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted in the marketplaces and to have men call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have only one master and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called teacher, for you have one teacher, the Christ. The greatest among you will be your servant, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. 
That was the first woe. Here's the second. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over the land and the sea to win a single convert. And when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as you are. The next woe. Woe to you, blind guides. You say if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift on it, he is bound by his oath. You blind men, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, he who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And he who swears by the temple swears by it. And by the one who dwells in it, and he who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. The next woe, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. The next woe, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. And then the next woe, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like the whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. And then the last woe, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our forefathers, we would have not taken part with them in the shedding of blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of sin of your forefathers, you snakes, you brood of vipers. How will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on earth from the blood of righteous Abel. To the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah. That literally means just from beginning to end. It says you murdered him between the temple and the altar. Talking about Zechariah. I tell you the truth. All this will come upon this generation. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you are not willing. Look, 
your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So that ends chapter 23. And quickly, I just want to point out a few highlights and information points about the Pharisees in particular, since Jesus is calling them out here and calling them hypocrites, obviously. Uh, their roots can be traced to the second century B.C., and along with the Torah, they accepted as equally inspired and authoritative all material contained within oral tradition. Uh, they taught that there was a future for the dead. They believed in the immorality of the soul and in reward and retribution after death. Um, their emphasis of their teaching was ethical rather than theological. So they accepted um, the oral tradition equally with the Torah. Now, in regard to the Sadducees, uh, they probably had their beginning around 160 B.C., and they ended around 70 A.D. with the fall of Jerusalem. Now, they denied that oral law was authoritative and binding, and they interpreted Mosaic law more literally than the Pharisees did. So that does end chapter 23, and we will pick up next time in Matthew chapter 24.